opposition no more struggle no more challenges no more battle because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle and God said after today you shall rest from your battle the battle of your marriage the battle of your business the battle of your finances the battle of your sickness the battle of your shame the battle of your disgrace the battle of your setback the battle of the pains you don't want to forget God said you will rest from your battle Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercies. We commit this service into your hands. We ask of your spirit to take over. We invite your presence here, Holy Spirit. We release your ministry angels in the mighty name of Jesus in our midst. We declare and decree that the heavens over us is open. We command and marshal your power to be available to us this day. And your miracle and your testimonies to be yea and to ye. Amen. I set myself apart that your glory shall be revealed. In the mighty name of Jesus, that you may be seen in Jesus' mighty name, in power, in demonstration of your grace and for your power, and with your word that brings that light and brings transformation and renewal. Have your way, Spirit of God, in the name of Jesus, even as you take over the flesh and reveal the spirit. In Jesus' name, I call it done. Amen. Amen. Last week, like the MC said, I started with you. On the message I titled, No More Change. And then I will see what the Lord will do if I move on to another thing. Amen. But the key scripture for that particular section was in John chapter 10 verse 10. I want to read it and I will bring it to the scriptures I want to dwell on today. So John chapter 10 verse 10 becomes our foundational scripture. If you forget anything at all, you don't forget John chapter 10 verse 10. He said, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life. And that they may have it more abundantly. God wants us to function in the capacity that he has called us to become or to be. When we talk about capacity, we are talking about your enablement. It can be defined depending upon what terrain or arena you find yourself and what you are doing as far as your life is concerned. When a lawyer is speaking about a capacity, it's a different thing. When a businessman is speaking about a capacity, it's a different thing. When um, a pilot speaking about capacity when a company is speaking about capacity they all have different understanding for what they are looking at but when you talk of God's divine purpose for you and I the capacity of God talks about the depths, it talks about the width it talks about the purpose it talks about the callings, it talks about the totality of who we are supposed to be in God and what God expects us to become and from the level where God wants us to function from are you understanding what I'm saying? Based on our identity and not based on someone's identity. So in that regard, we function from that realm and we become what God really wanted us to be. So it is critical for you to know that God has a purpose for your life and for my life. And the purpose that God has for us, he wanted us to function in that purpose without any challenge or without any trouble. So Jesus is saying that before we can also function in that purpose, there are three basic things that comes to fight us, which are two, which operate with, within two major forces. That is the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. And up to today, if you're a Christian or a believer, you should be able to know that there is a constant war that is going on. Are you understand what I'm saying? And it's divided in two main lines between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of light, which is the, the king over that kingdom is God and Jesus Christ and the holy angels. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Now, when it comes to the kingdom of darkness, it's Lucifer who became Satan and also have his angels. So, 
they are all at variance and for a time to come until the rapture comes and salvation fully is established this war will continue going on and for you to understand that war better there is what you call the war between your soul and the war between your spirit your soul desires certain things your spirit does not desire it because your spirit or your mind spirit relates to god and we take instructions from god our soul is in the, in the intermediary which is between the body and the flesh. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, the spirit is there, the soul comes second and the body comes third, which is also known as the flesh. So everybody responds to who is the master over his life. Bible says to whom the master that you submit to, it is him that you submit your members unto. So if the spirit relates to God, then God is the master of our spirit. Are you there with me? And then if our soul is the intermediary, it is torn between following the body or following the spirit. Can I hear an amen? Okay. So there is a constant war and one of them is that you may have a desire to have maybe to sleep with a woman then another voice tells you it's not right for you to do that because you are saved and as a born again you don't need to do it so you realize that the thing is you are enticed to drink you are enticed not to drink you are enticed to smoke you are not enticed to smoke you, so you are in between you go here sometimes you go here your head will be shaking you don't even know where you are going are you following me so it is a constant battle it's a battle to take dominance of your flesh eventually whether you you sleep with the lady or you don't sleep with the lady it depends upon which one you are allowed to take over if, if, if you slept with the lady, then you allow your flesh to have taken over. So you become a servant to that thing and you obey. If you didn't, then it means that you have become a servant to the spirit. So you didn't do what you are supposed to have done. Are you understanding me? You wanted to beat up somebody. You are boiling up and, and, and a voice tells you, stop, don't do it. Forgive the person. And in between, there is another compo- compelling voice that is telling you, do it. And, and you realize that you are torn between doing it and not doing it. Eventually, your ability not to raise your hand and hit the person is that you have yielded to the voice of the spirit and you have allowed the voice of the flesh to be defeated. If you go ahead to hit the person, you yielded your members to the voice of the flesh and you disobey. Do you get a point, point now? Okay. On a higher scale, that is where you can talk of principalities and powers and all dominions and truths and everything. But daily, everybody goes through some kind of battle. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? Are you having some battle living right now? Okay. So, he says that on a higher scale, the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it more what? Abundantly. So, there is an abundant aspect of life. For Jesus to qualify life as an abundant, he's saying also that in this same life, you have a life that your life is like it has been stolen, your life is like it has been killed, and your life can be destroyed. So, in this life, you can have your life to be stolen, you can have your life to be killed, you can have your life to be destroyed. And when your life falls within the category of stealing, killing, and destroyed, you have to know that it's the devil that is at work, it's not God. God does not tempt us. Amen. Temptation reveals your vulnerability. And your temptation makes you to fall in your vulnerability. So when they say you are tempted, you are tempted with what you like and what you love. And there is no way that when you are tempted and you don't have self-control, you cannot fall. For instance, if you love maybe kinky very well 
and that is what you like eating. It's your best meal. When somebody places it before you, your appetite of consuming it is always higher. Do you agree with me? Okay. In the same vein, if drinking, you try to say, I have stopped drinking. But you love a particular drink and your appetite for it is very high. And you find yourself among friends and you don't have self-control. The way they will be drinking it, you realize that you fall prey to it and you also start drinking it. And then you say that afterwards, you say, God, I'm sorry, forgive me. I mean, if you understand what I'm talking about. So, temptation is not from God because God knows our vulnerability and doesn't tempt us. But God is the devil that tempts us and God tests us. There's a difference between test and temptation. A tempter wants to see you fail. A tester wants to see you pass. To be upgraded. Test upgrades us. Temptation defeats us. Test makes you better. Temptation makes you worse. So that is why a teacher teaches you and at the end of the day, he examines you. Your examination and the answers you get, whether you make A or B or C, reveals that you have understood your course structure better or not. So the test gives your lecturer a feedback about the student's performance, not for victimization. It's only in this part of our world that we see test as a victimization and then chew, pass, and forget. So you get graduates coming out and they are still like illiterates. They only have paper but they don't have knowledge. And you, um, you get them on board and you still have to teach them how to work. Are you there with me? Because whatever they learned, they just learned it for learning's sake. And just to make some A. So you see them having A, 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 A. And a third class person rather is even better than a first class person. Don't look at me like that. I was a teacher before and I became a student as well. So I know what I'm talking about. If you like, let's, let's try it right now. Some, a lot of people are holding certificates, but they don't even know what the certificate is all about. Just to prove that they also, they also went some. Amen. But out there, by the time you come out of your schooling, you have understood what you are doing. Because they don't even cause you to write exams. They make you do what we call tests or quizzes. And before your test or your quiz come, you understand whatever you are going to be examined on. Amen. And the essence of the lecture is not to fail you, but to see you become what you have to come. And that is what I think Gimpa is trying to model. It becomes more like a model sort of class lecturing where you are not taxed so much, but you are supposed to come out at the end of the day to understand what you are doing. Are you following me? So God takes us through a classroom to model us. Tell the person, God takes you through a classroom to model you. This message continues after the break. From the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu, get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry product of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ismaila Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry product at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233 233- 
or plus 233-249-393361. Email us, refismyla at gmail.com. Visit our website, icgcislegon.com. Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life. Welcome back. So, the case study that the devil will bring to you, a case study is an event that has taken place. The case study that will bring you brought to you for you to analyze and to answer, God turns the case study of the devil into a test for you. So at the end of the day, you analyze the case study and you get the results out of it and you are able to pass the case study and then the case study gives you your certificate. But the devil brought the case study to have destroyed, but God turns it around for your lifting up. So every day in our life, the devil brings some temptations, but God turns that temptation into a test for the believer. So the temptation comes that you should have fallen and and fall prey to that thing, but God knew that you can stand it. So he gives you the grace to stand that temptation, and at the end of the day, you overcome that temptation, and then you excel in your life, and then you now say to yourself that, I am strong in this area of my Christian calling. So that gives you the leverage, and for you to say that I have grown in the Lord, but it is a temptation which God used as a test to mature you. Every pain you have gone through, every challenge you have ever gone through, you just have to know that God uses it to mature you. The devil will bring it your way and my way to destroy us, but God turns that thing to mature us. At the end of the day, we overcome it. At the end of the day, we overcome the challenge. At the end of the day, we overcome the problem. At the end of the day, we overcome the pain. At the end of the day, we overcome the struggle. At the end of the day, we overcome the sickness. And each day as we overcome, our faith grows. Our dependency in the Lord grows. Our joy in the Lord grows. Our, our, our commitment to the things of God grows. So we now say that you are matured in the Lord. Maturity in the Lord is based on the number of tests that you were able to overcome. Based on the temptations the devil brought your way to have crushed you. So he makes people wrong you in some areas that your flesh will come out for you to do something that you may regret. Either to stab them or beat them or, 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 or molest them or do something. But God says, hey, don't do it. You can overcome this painful as it may be. You are able to subject it, suppress it, walk through it, and then eventually you forgive. Now when you forgive, you take authority over that person because the person expected to have seen you react and you didn't react so you make the person rather a fool and you become what the victorious person so at the end of the day she will say that the enemy meant it for evil but god turned it for my good so every day of our life temptations come our way but god watches over us to pass that temptation so he turns into a test for us tell the person you pass your test Tell the person you pass your test. So the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said that I came that you may have life and have it more abundant. There is life in abundance for you. So that is why you will not fail. That is why when you go through anything, you have to know that God is with you to make you what? To overcome and to accomplish. Last week, we tried to have some kind of definitions or explanations to some of the keywords I was using. And I want to just quickly go back to share with you. I said a chain is a series of things depending on each other as it's linked together. 
So we call a chain reaction and, and all that. You, you, you have done some grammar, so you understand. We didn't go in much. If you want to have more in-depth insight into it, buy my next week's, last week's Sunday's message. But a chain is a series of events. It's a thing that happens. It's a thing that occurs. And a chain also can bring limitation in your life. Because when you chain a dog, the dog is not able. You are chaining the dog because you don't want the dog to go out there to, to strike anybody. So until the night where you give the dog the free range to operate. But you put the chain to restrict the dog. So the dog wants to move out and you pull the dog back. So that chain can restrict you. And chain also can be events that occurs sequentially. Amen. And the devil's assignment of a chain is that he comes to steal, he comes to kill, and he comes to destroy. And we say to steal is to take away from somebody or to take an owner's property violently without a person's consent or agreement. And we say to kill is to terminate a life. And we say to destroy, we said to destroy also means to do away with, amen, or to damage or to cause a destruction. Hallelujah. So the enemy comes to steal, that is to take away, and then to kill, that is to terminate the life. He takes away the thing first, and then terminate the life out of the thing, and afterwards, he does away with it. He dumps it. Like a gentleman sees a lady who is so ojashuous, pray in tongues, love God with all her heart, believe God with everything. She, he also came into the church and decided to be a Christian by force and pretends he's born again. He pretends he's spirit-filled. He pretends he speaks in tongues. He can learn and people will somersault. He always gives testimony. He always comes out. He's the first to be in church, to arrange chairs and to do everything. So you see him and believe that this is a guy who knows God. And then this lady, this gentleman goes around and then he proposes to this girl and this girl begins to love. He said, oh, I have prayed and waited on the Lord and I have now received an angel from God. Who am I going to marry? The pastor says, watch out because I see danger. So I said, pastor, you don't understand. This brother fears God. He loves God with all his heart and his intestines and all his mind. In fact, when he's speaking, you will know that he descended from heaven. In fact, he had a dream even about me last night. Pastor, you don't know. He's even called into ministry because if he even lay hands on people, they get healed and 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 the pastor is full of grace you see when you even come close to him you see that this is a child of god pastor you need to get closer to know him because in fact he he can even help you in the ministry hallelujah and this gentleman has captured the heart of this lady and and they'll be floating everywhere then one day the 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 brother begin to tap some black keys and white keys and and when he was starting to tap the keys the, the lady was in shock but he thought he was dreaming are you there me but before he realized some melodious tune were playing behind the background the song enters into deep night hour and before he realizes the opera has ended the performance was great and then afterwards something else takes place the results of the act pregnancy now this gentleman stands and says me I didn't do it and all of a sudden the Ojasho's brother turns into an enemy overnight he is so terrible that the lady's life is crushed he stole your heart he killed your love and he dumped you the enemy comes to steal to kill and to destroy 
oh this business is a good business pastor you don't understand it's a good business it's to fetch me more money and when I, I put in all my investment I will reap because in the next two seconds I will get it like those of you who want to put your money into investment because they give you more than treasury bills rate and sometimes bigger and it's, it's unimaginable you think you have gotten them they are fools you come and sit back and you are laughing watch amen and, and you get everything so you get attracted you pour in all the money that at the end of the day when you are excited and you are going to the bank to cash your money then you realize that there is no company existing and you realize that your money is gone by the wind and all the investment has gone down the drain now you put your hands together you go and take rope you say you are going to commit suicide he came to steal to kill and to destroy that is the work of the enemy Jesus comes into the scene when these things happen to give you hope again. To let you know that yes, you lost those things that you lost. But if you can trust me, I can restore you again. I can restore your business. I can restore your life as a lady and I can make you again to marry irrespective of how the gentleman crushed your heart. Irrespective of how the lady crushed your heart as a gentleman. I can fix you and I can make you what you are looking for. So God is always in the act of restoring us from wherever we are falling from because you see the investor knows the price of the investment. So he cannot do away with his investment no matter what. He will still stay by his investment. You might call his investment weight. You might call his investment stupid but he knows that listen, I cannot let this investment go because I have struggled and paid a price for it. So whether it's sinking, I'll sink with it until I bring it up again and that is God for us because God created you and I in his image. So anytime the devil touches us, he goes all out. To restore us. To make us whole again. So he said. It doesn't matter what has happened to you. If you can trust me. I can fix it. If you can trust me. I can fix it. So you met people who. Have been on drugs. Because. They felt life is empty. They need to enjoy themselves. So they were on drugs for a long time. And the drugs. They were stolen by the devil. Eventually, the devil kills them. You see their hands shaking. You, you, they start having inferiority complex. The same drug that told them that they will have boldness and confidence. Now, it gives them inferiority complex. And they come into people and they cannot see people because every time they need to be high. And if they are not high, they are unstable. Are you understanding me? And whenever they get high also, it affects their thinking. It affects their reactions. And, and they become a slave to that coke. They become a slave to that marijuana. They become a slave to that heroin. And, and their life is a challenge. Some are slaves to, to sex. And over, over a time, they begin having challenges with their health and with their body. And a whole lot of strange things begins to happen to them. And, and, and they get to a point in their life now they realize that society doesn't love me again so they begin to have withdrawal symptoms from society and eventually suicidal thoughts begins to come to them because they believe that look nobody cares about me because where I have gotten to I am in a serious deteriorating position that nothing good can come out of my life and that is the level of the devil looking for you to be destroyed to be done away with and Jesus is saying that at that point I come in to take 
take you and rehab you. God has the ability to rehabilitate us. So I am here to announce to somebody, it is not late with your life. Maybe you have been dumped or you have gone through some challenges which has devastated and taken away your joy, taken away your trust for men and your hope for life and everything. But hey, hear me somebody, God is able to give you another opportunity. You see, we say God is a God of a second chance. God is not a God of a second chance. He is a God who gives you more opportunities. There is nothing like a second chance. If you say a second chance, it means that after that chance there is no more going to be but God will always give you opportunities until you go into the grave so even on your deathbed God will still call you and give you opportunity of salvation if only you will believe it doesn't matter whether you have killed you have molested you have done everything every day God is knocking at your door to restore you if only you would hearken to his voice it doesn't matter how worse your sin is it doesn't matter how challenging your trouble is it doesn't matter how down you have come. It doesn't matter how destructive your life is. It doesn't matter how messed up you have messed your life. It doesn't matter how deteriorating your situation or your health or your personality has been or the dangerous or the defeated nature you have gone through or the insult you receive from society or the rejection society is giving you or the name society is calling you. It doesn't matter what dignity you have lost. Maybe you are falling from a very high standard to a low standard. It doesn't matter whether you are eating pig's food that is where the devil wanted you to get to so that you can commit suicide and kill yourself and destroy yourself and say that nobody cares about me and nobody loves me you want to bring you to a point to say that God is a wicked God, if God loves you he wouldn't have allowed you to go through those things but you forget and I forget that life is about choices and the choice we make will determine where we learn or where we are, in the same way God allows that though we have our choice, day in and day out he comes in to intervene to see where he can come in to restore us and to bless us. I am here to announce to somebody, it doesn't matter where you have got it to. Don't be bitter about God. Don't be bitter about your situation. Don't be bitter about your life because the devil wants you to become bitter so that you can be able to be withdrawn from the presence of God. You will no more have joy to serve God. You will no more have joy to pray. You will no more have joy to worship. You will no more have joy to associate. You will no more have joy to trust people. But hear me, if you can trust God he said I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly that life is waiting for you is the Zoe kind of life is the life that has not considered your past to make a decision of your today is the life that has not considered who you are because none of us can be righteous in the sight of the Lord am I talking to somebody Bible said work out your salvation with fear and with trembling it is not by self righteousness the devil gives you a position of self righteousness for you to think that you are holier than everybody so when something happens you say ah how can I be so holy and this happened to me listen to me Bible said the righteous shall fall seven times and seven times he will rise again falling is inevitable one way or the other in your life you may mess up sometimes you can be a bishop you can mess up you can be an archbishop you can mess up you can be a chorister you can mess up you can be a deacon you can mess up you can be a church guy you can mess up listen to me God is not respect the devil the devil is not respecter of persons by here me no matter how you mess up if only you can trust in the Lord he can restore your dignity again he can restore your fellowship again he can restore your joy again don't sit among those people they cannot change your life they will tell you the church doesn't need you they will tell you God does not need you tell them it's a lie 
It doesn't matter how many abortions you have committed. The devil wants to make you think that because of the abortion, God has not loved you. Listen to me. If you can repent and come back to God, he will take you back as an abortion person. He will take you back as a weak smoker. He will take you back as a drunkard. He will take you back as a hairy person. He will take you back as a liar. He will take you back as a prostitute. He is the God that changes us. He takes the weak things of the world to confront the mighty. He takes the foolish things to confront the wise. He said not many are called that are wise and are strong. But he called them that he will perfect them. God is a perfecter. Don't allow anybody to deceive you. Don't let the devil condemn you to think that you are the worst sinner in the world. The Lord is calling you to reconciliation. The Lord is calling you to love again. You can be loved again by the Lord. It doesn't matter what name you call me. When the Lord loves somebody, you don't know the value of God's love. Do you think it's easy for somebody to kill himself? First, descending from his throne of grace, of authority with everything, none of us went to bribe him. But he just felt, though we were, went wayward, then he still feels that, listen, because I created them, and I extended myself into them, for them to carry my image, my identity. I cannot let them go. Let me pay a price and redeem them again. To buy them back. And the only way I can buy them back is to sacrifice myself on the altar. The highest sacrifice ever. And to share my love to win humanity back onto myself. Bible says when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't say when you were perfect. So give me that break of a holier than thou sister, a holier than that man in the church. We keep the people out of the church. Yet Jesus said, I did not come for the people who are well. I came for the sick. Tell somebody you are sick in this church. Look, if the person is not saying, shake the person, I give you the permission. Tell the person you are sick. Tell the person you are sick. And you are in the hospital. The church is a clinic. We all come to be worked on. The pastor is being worked on. The deacon is being worked on. The usher is being worked on. Every one of us is being worked on. Don't look at me like that. You think you know better than God. You are here to be worked on. When a brother falls, we join the devil. And then we hit the brother and stamp on the brother. If God will reveal the skeleton in your cupboard... You think God does not know you? Even me standing here as a prophet, I know you. How much more God? There are some people, if God reveals to you who they are, you say, God have mercy. But in the midst of it, God still accepts your praise. He accepts your worship. If the Lord can forgive you, why can't you forgive your brother? If the Lord can forgive you, why don't you restore your brother back to fellowship? A lot of us are killing one another. Christianity is for restoration, but we are destroying one another. Unless we didn't hear anything about a brother. All the time we are sniffing to see which sister fell, which brother fell, so that we can have a BBC news. I am here to disappoint you. God is calling back the righteous into fellowship. In the name of Jesus, God will restore the falling. He will restore the backsliding. He will restore them. The devil can to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I came that I may give you life and give you more abundantly. Don't believe in the lie of the devil. Yes. 